This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 272. I am your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this bonus episode is another listener choice extravaganza. I gave you guys three movies on Shudder yesterday that you could choose from and you guys selected La Llorona, which I'm once again fairly sure I'm pronouncing incorrect. But that's a movie that you selected that has literally just dropped in the last week or so onto Shudder, one of those exclusive titles that they are doing. And we will be covering that in a review, non-spoiler, mind you, after the first break. Before we get to that, let's catch up. We kicked off the week kicking off our Summer Teapot's Top 10 series. That is right, with the year 2000. Swung into Thursday with a little bit of the final Spanish-language horror movie, for movie club this year so we did a little announcement for that one today is obviously listener choice and tomorrow ladies and gents you get the return of the 88 farms italian collection series so that will bring you all up to date with what we're doing over under the stairs tomorrow that is sunday on the teapots collective we drop the next installment of doing the nasty myself and mark ball continuing our jaunt through the section 3 movies of the video nasty list. So yeah, that will be coming for you as well. Okay, that's us all caught up. I don't think this episode is going to run particularly long because, like I said, non-spoiler review. But let's get into it. I'm going to take a short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for La La Rona. And when we return, we're covering it right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com. The Psychosemantic Podcast. Lo que se quedó atrás, está atrás. Alguien llorar. 
Los sirvientes se quieren ir. Todos tienen miedo. Este encierro nos está enfermando. Mi papá a ti te contaba todo. Te prohíbo pensar eso. Es una invasión. ¿Cuándo nos irán a dejar en paz? Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for La Llorona from 2020. Um, this has just been released on Shudder. So it's a Shudder exclusive in the UK. I believe it is the same in the States. So you will need one of those Shudder accounts to check this movie out. It is directed by Yero Bustamante. I think is how you pronounce his name. We also co-wrote it with Larisando Sanchez. Um, the movie stars a lot of people whose names I will struggle to pronounce, so we will skip over them. Now, I believe this movie is Guatemalan, which I was trying to kind of spend a bit of time trying to work over in my head if I'd seen any Guatemalan horror before, and I probably have, um, but I can't for the life of me. Maybe Here Comes the Devil. I think that might be Guatemalan or from Uruguay. I'm, I can never remember. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's a part of the world where this particular myth or bit of folklore has, you know, a, a, a bit of a prominence. It's prescient in the mind of the, the people who are still superstitious about it. The synopsis is listed on IMDb as an aging paranoid dictator protecting, protected by a witchcrafting wife faces death and the uprising of his people in Guatemala. Um, so this is a non-spoiler review on this so what we do in our non-spoilers is we tend to focus on what I like or what I didn't like about the title and then give it a grade for you without really getting into much of the detail about um, specific things in the movie that would be classed as quote-unquote spoilers beyond what has been listed there in the synopsis. Um, the first thing I will say about La Llorona is that I had quite a good time with this actually. I, I really rather enjoyed a lot of what I put down. I don't think it's a, a perfect movie by any stretch in the imagination but some of what they did surprised me and the way it was handled. So I really like South American horror because I think there's a deafness about how they approach storytelling that I find infinitely interesting. They don't always just go for the, the cheap scare, 
Rather, they will build up a, a kind of sense of dread and atmosphere through the story. They're also like really into giving you a ton of backstory and anything to do with kind of haunting imagery in their cinema tends to you know, like go for the gut. Uh, do not have issue um, showing dead kids in a, in a movie at all or, or, or child death or kinder trauma. Um, and this movie doesn't shy away from that either. What I really liked about this one is the fact that it doesn't go down a conventional road. Now, we've already seen um, one of these um, Lorona movies, what was it, last year? Was that kind of under the fucking Waniverse, Conjuraniverse, or whatever it was, movies? And I thought that was just tedious, like really, really, really banal, and such a vanilla movie. Uh, it didn't really do anything at all for me, and it kind of felt like they were segueing into territory just to allow them to make another movie to keep things going along until the next big Conjuring movie came out or whatnot. In the case of this one, it kind of goes back to the roots but builds on it. So the idea again being of the curse of this uh, woman who found out that her husband was cheating on her so she not only drowns herself but her kids and then will come and track you down and haunt you while she's at it. That's, I mean, that's the theme here. What I enjoy about this is the the twist they put on this curse as pertains to what might happen in the realms of human atrocities at the hands of a dictatorship, primarily through this one in Guatemala. Now, I know very little, I'll be honest with you. Um, not very well read when it comes to what the current state of play is over there. I know that there's quite a few countries in South America that are going through fucking extreme dictatorship turmoil at the moment and mass genocides so I would like to believe that the you know the director and writer are pulling from that kind of source well I say source horrific source of knowledge to bring it to the screen and then adapting the idea of this kind of folklore and twisting it around it if that is their intention then they nail it I think the the kind of the family dynamic, the almost central location of this movie being set in this dictator's mansion um, as he awaits essentially death from whatever disease he's got and um, the justice of his people who are, you know, horrified that this man has been allowed to commit all these atrocities and is still free. And then swinging into that, the idea of kind of a bit of religion but a, wit, a bit of witchcraft in there as well to do with what his wife does to protect him what the housekeeper does to protect him all these elements are really interesting what happens ultimately is that one of the help and this is not really giving anything away because this is what happens in the first 10-15 minutes one of the, the help who's brought in to um, assist in the living may be maybe someone that they don't appear and as a result this this kind of aging ailing dictator um his paranoia is running wild on him and it's caused him to be very kind of rash in his actions um cinematography is really nice it's got that kind of south american feel so there's a a, a kind of very very light dusting of sepia over everything which i, th I think works quite well cinematography is brilliant acting's really strong here I, lo I loved all the character acting in in this movie in particular i thought the score was 
mellow and understated out with the moments of, of kind of horror on the screen. And what I would say is if you're looking for a movie that is, you know, out to terrify you from the jump, this is not the movie for you. This one is a kind of a building of tension on the premise that the more you start to find out about what this dictator's done, the more kind of horrified the scenario you are as the viewer and the less... I was going to say sympathy. You never really have sympathy for him, but the, the less sympathy you have for the people that have been protecting him. Uh, there are a couple of scenes in here through kind of dream-like scenarios that are are genuinely quite quite horrifying and they culminate in something that you are expecting as the audience, but when you see it on the screen, it's quite heartbreaking. So I love those aspects as well. On the kind of negative side, there is quite a bit of downtime in this movie, if I'm honest. If someone come back to me and said, well, you know, there's only like 10 minutes of actual scares in this movie, I would maybe disagree with that, like kind of description. I think there's a good 20 minutes in here in an hour and a half movie, and what it's doing in between that is setting up more scenarios of information about what the dictator did in his life, and specifically how he's managed to get away with it, or how corrupt the system that these people are living in um, are also the kind of slow decline and breakup of the family dynamic, which I think you need time to flesh out if you're going to explore those aspects. So I think the movie does that really, really well. Uh, in terms of negatives, I think at times it's a bit too comfortable leaning back into, I think, what well, it's weird to describe... Because I don't think it's a boring movie by any stretch of the imagination. And I think most of what's in there and kind of set up for character is completely needed. There were times though I could feel my eyes starting to drift towards my phone. And that's usually a good indicator that stuff that's happening on the screen... Like there's a whole kind of sub story here to do with a kid holding her breath and how that plays into the idea of uh, Lorona, you know, or La Lorona. Um, drowning and you know like a kind of almost false equivalence to is this going to you know like it's, it's setting up things and they use that maybe two or three times in the movie in a way which don't necessarily feel satisfying to me um, so that's a kind of negative against it also thought you know the ending is a long time coming in this movie and we meander a bit to get to it out with that though I don't think there's anything egregiously bad about the movie I don't think it you know it does anything that upsets my sensibilities and for the most part I think the the, the ending itself the, it sticks the lander on the ending in a way which kind of makes me happy uh, it didn't kind of go for a more kind of Hollywood-esque ending if anything it gave you for the kind of blunt cold hard truth ending um and I think that works with it. The last like 15 minutes of this movie, there's a couple of scenes which are quite uncomfortable to watch um, if you're a parent, if you know what I mean. Um, so they landed really well with me. It's a weird little oddity because I think this is a, a fine movie. Like a, a really well crafted, really well acted, really well put together movie. I think it adds tension where it needs to and delivers a kind of updated twist on the, the folklore of the subject that the movie's named after. That being said, I think there is a couple of moments here where the movie meanders into its own little world and that might not necessarily have the impact for foreign viewers and I'm not just trying to paint myself 
with a brush here that everyone that isn't Guatemalan might not get it, but there are certain aspects here where I think you just need to have an understanding of what the climate and culture is there to make those jumps. Um, out with that though, like I say, good movie, really enjoyed it, thought it was really well put together, would totally watch it again. So in terms of a grade for this one, I would probably swing in about a four, I think. A four seems respectable. If you enjoy it more than that, I think you're probably just. If you're enjoying it less than that, then, you know, maybe it's the pacing that has uh, has caused issues for you. Or maybe you just like your things a bit more dim the middle kind of Hollywood-esque. And if that's the case, it's definitely not the movie for you. So yeah, a four out of five for La Llorona. And I'm going to take my final break when I come back. and closing out the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 272. Listener Choice Saturday has struck again with La La Rona on Shudder, exclusively available on that platform. There's a multitude of ways to check out this show. As always, wherever you're listening to me right now, hit subscribe. That way you will not miss anything that I am putting uh, while you're subscribing to things, subscribe to the Teapots Collective and that way you're covering both bases, getting everything that I record, produce and release from Podcasts Under the Stairs and the Teapots Collective banners respectively. You can check out our website, it's teapotscast.com. You can support the show by buying merch by going to teapotscast.bigcartel.com. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast is the Podcasts Under the Stairs Facebook group page. The Teapots Collective Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Cast. Reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teapotscast. You can check us out on that Flick Chat app. It's free and available for Android and iOS users. Our join code is teapotscast. The podcast Under the Stairs will return to you tomorrow, dear listeners. We're doing another one of those E.T. Films Italian Collection series of reviews. This time we're looking at the kind of softcore porn outing of 11 Days and 11 Nights. Um, I'm watching that movie tomorrow and recording my review on it, so you're going to be getting it fresh. Um, Mostly because I thought that if I gave myself time after watching the movie, like sizable time, that the, the grades could go wildly up or wildly down depending on my mood. So you'll get it straight, fresh and warm. All those words are making me kind of cringe right now while thinking about the potential subject matter that we're going to be covering. But uh, I've already committed to it, so we're best power through. So you'll be getting it right away after the viewing of that movie. Then into Monday, you'll begin the next instalment of our Summer Teapot's Top 10 series, looking at the 2000s. The next episode is 2001, another plethora of phenomenal guests, and another 10 movies shall be discussed. It is a fun one, trust me, you will not want to miss it. For love nor money, and the entertainment comes thick and fast from under the stairs. So also worth saying, you'll be getting a couple of bonus movie reviews coming up real soon. The Pale Door is about to be released on Shudder and VOD. So I got a screener of that a couple of weeks ago. Finally watched over the weekend. So a review for that coming next week. Along with a Sukiyaki Western Django um, by Takashi Miki. The, the good guys over at MVD sent me a screener through the post 
to review that for you guys as well. So expect that in the next week or so as well. So extra content, because why not? Let's continue it. Come on. But until I speak to you tomorrow, ladies and gents, wherever you are, where the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.